Ba 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 Oh, in these moments. Hey, sup? What up? Welcome back to In These Moments. I'm your host Adin, and today it is a Saturday noon, and that was my boyfriend. Let me see. What did he send me? Why did he say hmm, he must be on the road and trying to? So. What's been happening is we've been, um, well, he's been sending me uh, math puzzles for us to solve together because sometimes, even though he's a manager, he's stupid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's just like solving puzzles together. We're nerds. All right. We're fucking nerds. But it's okay. Anyway. Hi. I hope everybody will have a good week ahead, right? So, did you guys hear? Did you guys know? I'm sure I've posted it somewhere, but I probably should make a Twitter. Um, we're on Stitcher and on iTunes Podcasts. So if you guys are listening to this on iTunes Podcasts, thank you. Uh, thank you for the views. And if you're listening to this on Stitcher, thank you. Thank you for the views. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I, it, I, I'm just shocked honestly i didn't think that this podcast would get verified or like um approved um very quickly because well it it got approved so quickly by stitcher it was like two days or something and then it got approved by apple uh, itunes sorry i don't know if apple probably different so it got approved by itunes maybe like a week in like a week maybe less than a week because um because in the submit section, it says that it should probably be there in, like, two weeks or something at the most. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I didn't expect to get anything back so quickly. So it, it was kind of nice to ha- wake up on a Friday morning and find that iTunes app has approved this podcast. Because I love you all. And I know that most of you are my friends. But listen. Listen, we good. We be supporting each other right yes anyway something good that happened to me this week um apart from itunes and stitcher approving this podcast is i i met up with an ex-coworker of mine and she's the best she's my friend and she's so funny and she's oh she she makes great conversations like we always talk about such philosophical things it's so cool um we also had pasta. Listen, pasta was the highlight of the night. Not No shade to her. She's great. But pasta, though. Ugh, I, I was craving pasta. And I got, like, the creamy kind. Oh, creamy pasta. It's just so good. Guys. Guys, it's so good. Okay. Ugh. Okay. If you guys have been, like, holding back from eating pasta just because you're, like, on a carb diet, stop it. Just go get those carbs. Eat that pasta. Live your best life. Listen. We be bloating. We be chonky. But we are happy. But if dieting makes you happy, then do that. So. Yeah. Love yourself. Or like take a bath bomb and soak in it. Something along those lines. Just make yourself happy. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's always good. It's just, and because I met up with my ex coworker the other day, I am going to do a topic that they taught me. Um, it's about ikigai. 
if you guys don't know what ikigai is it is this japanese um kind of like philosophy i'll pick it up and i'll show you guys uh i'll tell you guys what it is it's so uh, this is according to wikipedia ikigai uh, pronounced ikigai is a Japanese concept that means a reason for being. The word ikigai is usually used to indicate the source of value in one's life or the things that make one's life worthwhile. The word translates to English roughly meaning thing that you live for or the reason for which you wake up in the morning. Each individual's ikigai is personal to them and speci specific to their lives values and beliefs. It reflects the inner self of an individual and expresses the fit that faithfully and expresses that faithfully. There we go. While simultaneously creating a mental state in which the individual feels at ease. Activities that allow one to feel ikigai are never forced on an individual. They are often spontaneous and always undertaken willingly, giving the individual satisfaction and a sense of meaning to life. <coughs> so, <coughs> that's what ikigai is. And it's kind of interesting because um, there are a lot of um, books and a lot of uh, articles that talk about Ikigai. So Ikigai is basically, like there's this article on medium.com that says like, Ikigai is the Japanese secret to a long and happy life, might just help you live a more fulfilling life. The concept of Ikigai is to just do things that make you feel whole, right? Like doing what you love, basically. And if that means that you love arts, like I do, I mean, and, and by arts... Um, it's everything, like basically from reading, writing, uh, drawing, painting. Um, I like doing theater stuff. I like doing um, like these things, like talking to people. It's it's kind of arts, right? And then like I, I like writing poems. I like writing. I like I like doing all those things. Um, but you know, just it's a little hard to actually do like arts for a vocation. But um, it is pretty good. I mean, like some people. Believe it or not, some people actually enjoy office work. It's kind of baffling to me, but um, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, if you go to university, you would know that a lot of people um, would willingly take business um, majors and stuff like that, mostly because it's a very prosperous um, vocational um, occupation. Is that correct? Is that even the same? I don't know, but it's... Yeah, people like that because money. But <laughs> on the other hand, some people do actually enjoy being working in an office, like say, like being an accountant or, or being a public relations uh, person. And I know some people do that. It's very interesting. Although I find office work to be rather dull. But I mean, that's why I have a podcast. But. It's useful. Everyone needs it. You know, sometimes, sometimes life is like that and you can't really, you can't really escape from a lot of, um, kind of like corporate jobs anyway, or rather like you can't escape from the, uh, structure really. Cause even if you are a freelance artist or a freelance writer or, a, um, like a money consultant or like a strategist or whatever, um, who's, who doesn't work in an office most of the time you have clients who do and um at that point you're just gonna have to deal with them anyway so mm, i always burp so generally it's just kind of hard to do like like of course everybody would say like the, the thing they would want the most is to have a flexible schedule and like 
um, just live life the way they want to and have a, an abundance of money just so that they can do whatever they want to. But then again, you know, life isn't always like that. And Ikigai, I think, can help a lot of people in finding out what they could or should do for their future, right? Um, and that does not... Like, just bear in mind, though, the fact that I'm talking about Ikigai does not mean that you should immediately drop everything and try to um, go for your ikigai Uh, in any case that's like it depends on your situation I didn't tell you to do it so it's not on me anyway um, if you guys want to know what your uh, ikigai is or like you want to have a little bit more clarification of what your ikigai could be go to ikigaitest.com so it's I-K-I-G-A-I-T-E-S-T dot com. And uh, they have a test. um, And uh, I'll tell you guys my results right now, actually. I did this test a while ago, and uh, and it comes up with with a diagram. So my Ikigai is, uh, I am a social thinker, apparently. Um, My Ikigai jobs are set and exhibit designers, architecture teachers, and post-secondary or video game designers. I might want to study arts, design, uh, entertainment, sports, and media, or education, training, and library, which makes sense because I do enjoy a lot of arts, but I also enjoy, like, a lot of science. And um, I, if you guys ask me what I want to be, I want to be a teacher. this has been a thing for a while because I want to help people to understand what they're learning and I want to um, provide educational uh, or like just provide education the way that I think it should be provided even though like and, and and bear in mind I don't think that my way is the perfect way of providing education to people we're always learning humans are always learning in general and I want people to understand that and i want people to know that when you're learning something it's okay to make mistakes and i know that people say that when you're at a job it's not okay to make mistakes but that's not exactly true we're all still human and we all make mistakes and it's fine and and i want people to understand that just because um they aren't succeeding the way they want to right now does not mean that they can't succeed in the future right so uh, that's my Ikigai. If you guys want to test yours, uh, you can go to the, that website I told you about, ikigaitest.com. Um, it is Japanese, and it's very interesting. Anyway, um, I wonder what the other Ikigai results could be. I don't know if I can choose them, so I, I'll read I'll read something else under my Ikigai diagram, because it's a big diagram, and I can't really um, describe everything to you guys. That was the overall thing, but it's basically, it tells you, like, what your vocation could be, what your mission is, what my, your passion is, your profession that you could go towards, stuff like that. So, <coughs> which, um, so one of the, I'll, I'll tell you one bit of it. So, like vocation and profession that could benefit me would be like, it, according to this test, it's biochemist and biophysicist or art director, which is kind of, it's very interesting because those are very different fields but there are things that I'm very interested in and um, it says I'd be well paid at these jobs 
And then under that, it's uh, I can be paid for science, reading comprehension, active learning, analyzing data or information, updating and using relevant knowledge. So, yeah, it's it's things that I do daily anyway. Um, and then under the diagram, there's this Holland codes uh, or my personality type. So I am a social thinker, which means that I like to do things to help people like teaching, nursing, or giving first aid, providing information, and generally avoids using machines, tools, or animals to achieve a goal. I'm good at teaching, counseling, nursing, or giving information and value, helping people and solving social problems. And I see myself as helpful, friendly, and trustworthy. That's according to this website. And also, under that, under that it says, but also like to study... Uh, but I also like to study and solve math or science problems and generally avoid leading, selling, or persuading people. I'm good at understanding and solving science and math problems and value science, see myself as precise, scientific, and intellectual. These are all true. At least, as far as I'm concerned, I think these are all true at this current moment. The Ikigai test does say that you can take the test several times throughout your life and find that you're ikigai or that your um, life purpose can change every so often because you know people go through different things in their life like sometimes when you're younger maybe you wanted to be a doctor and then when you're older you wanted to be um, a newscaster I don't, it happens you know it's just it's different and then under that there's like a whole bunch of things about like my ikigai job stuff like it's very interesting also at the very bottom it says t- it, it actually provides a list of univer- top universities for whatever um, the Ikigai uh, suggests your future could be. It's kind of interesting. There's like um, like Massachusetts Institute of Technology and then um, University of Arts London, Politecnico di Milano in, Ita- in Italy, a Royal College of Arts in the United Kingdom. Um, and then it says like RMIT in Australia and then... Um, California Institute of Arts, Cal Arts, if you guys know what that is. I need to. Hmm. <coughs> I'll just sneeze. And then there's an Art Centre Center College of Design, United States, which doesn't actually sound like um, university, but it's very good. So, I, if you guys are um, not in university, or if you guys are planning on, take, on going to university again, if you have, um, or planning on getting. On go, on, going to university in general, Ikigai tells Ikigai kind of like, it's pretty good. It shows you which, which, which universities are like, um, useful for your, um, life purpose, if you will. But then again, it's still all up to you. Ikigai is just some kind of, is a philosophy that you guys can use to further your understanding of yourself, right? That's basically it. I'm sorry. There's I'm I'm not in a soundproof room, so you guys can hear some things. Listen, this is a new podcast, and it's fine. You guys can hear me fine. So, so if you guys are having trouble in like um, trying to figure out what you like, and God knows I've I've been through that because I know that I've loved art all my life, but finding uh, a job that like lets you do the things you want to do is very um, difficult and. Even then, even though I know what I want to do, like I want to be an education, uh, an educator, yeah. But also, um, I love making um, art, and I love having stuff to show for it, right? 
So, um, and I count this as making art, by the way. I hope the podcasting in general is a very interesting... It's, it's kind of a mix of the two, right? Because I'm creating something, and also I'm... I'm not exactly educating, but... Uh, advice, I guess, if you guys can take this ad- as advice. But yeah, it's fine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but again, having, like... Just because I know what I want to do, like, I want to be in arts and I want to be an educator does not mean that it's easily achievable for me because there are many things that can get in the way like I love writing as well and I would one day like to write stuff I I did I did a writing course like not too long ago and it's good and I love it and I've always loved writing it's it's one of the many art forms that I enjoy but then again I also very much value my freedom so I'd rather have a schedule that can like be flexible and that I can uh, kind of work myself around rather than having um, having to work around a schedule get it like say I, I just just like an easy example would be I don't like nine to five jobs and it's not and 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 it's it's working at the like nine to five jobs are fine listen you guys can have it it's good I if I could prefer to not have it, I would not have it. But I understand that a lot of people um, need it. And I understand that some people even enjoy it because it's, it's a routine and people, some people very much enjoy routine and they don't hate um, like having a set schedule set for you, you know? Um, but me personally, I'd like to make my own schedule just because um, I enjoy it. And, uh, but then again, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of like give and take cause, um, and a lot of, a whole lot of balancing between just, um, having, like having free time and having your own schedule does not mean you will immediately know when to do work and when not to do work because it depends on you as a person, obviously. And I am a little erratic, so, um we'll have to work up to it and I am only 22 so um we'll figure it out right we'll definitely figure it out and um maybe maybe in the future we'll we'll get to that and maybe we'll be enjoying life even more something that I under like, like that I've been trying to learn recently um which is, it's, it's kind of like going off of Ikigai, but something I've learned recently is that I am not comfortable being comfortable. You guys understand what I'm trying to say? <coughs> like whenever I find myself in a situation where I do not need to panic or I do not need to feel um, uncomfortable, which means like I have money, I am uh, in good company, I have um, a lot going for me, I don't really have like anything bad really going on in my life or... Um, my relationships are going well. Uh, I just tend to, not that I don't like it, it's just that I am not used to it. I am not used to feeling comfortable. And um, I know that sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes it's a bad thing. Because I know a friend of mine who's very used to being, to feeling comfortable. They would rather stay uh, in a comfortable zone instead of trying out new things. And I will actively encourage them to do the opposite because we're all here to help each other out, so it's fine, right? 
but I'm the opposite. I always try to find new things, and I like I understand that some people, a lot of people, are aware that they like to be in a comfort zone, and they quote unquote need to get out of their comfort zone because that's that's human nature, right? You 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 think you need to um, further yourself and like learn more from the world by experiencing new things. And I mean, listen, experiencing experiencing new things is good, um, but it also depends. Also, just just learning a new um, a new thing online or once a day is already experiencing new things. So sometimes sometimes your goals don't have to be that big. But for me personally, I always try to experience a lot of new things, and it kind of gets me into a rut where when I'm comfortable, I kind of want to run away. It's awful. It's just it's just awful because I get bored so easily, like. That's kind of where my boredom stems from, just because I'm like, oh, well, I do this every day and it's fine and it's good. Now I don't like it because I do it every day or because it's fine and it's good because I think I need stuff to stimulate me. And stimulating yourself does not mean you have to find like some crazy adventure in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, you could do that if you really want to, and I would love to do that. I would love to travel around the world and do stuff, but like, you know, time and money. Unless, unless air travel is free, we're all kind of stuck where we are at the moment. Or maybe if you have a lot of money, then you can just go. But I don't. So, you know, whatever. I'll just try and be here so i mean i think that's why a lot of people find try and find entertainment i find a lot of entertainment from a lot of things um like videos or books or just talking to friends in general i love talking to my friends you know i love talking to my friends i they always make me so happy whenever we can talk i am a very um communicative person um but only if i like you a lot because otherwise hey, you're boring you're boring all right <laughs> Uh, that's my personal opinion, though. Who cares? But, you know, I love communicating with people. You know what? One of my favorite things when I meet somebody new is I want to try and crack. Like, I, I want to see. I want to try and find what is it that, like, sparks something in them. Because everybody has that. Everybody has that one thing that they would talk about for hours, right? And I talk about talking for hours. Just kind of stupid. But, you know, um... Anyway, yeah, there's always something that people would talk about for hours, you know? And I love that. I love looking at somebody just so um, excited about what they're trying to say and having their eyes light up and um, just not having a place for you to interrupt at all because then you don't need to interrupt because they're just having the time of their life trying to explain to you why they like a certain thing or why they want to do something because it's just it's just they love it they love it and i love looking at people and i love listening to people when they're talking about these things because it makes me feel like hey um this person also <coughs> has something about their about them that they would like to share to you because i have met a few people i've met some people that don't really do this that don't really express what um the thing that they're very interested in most of the time they're very um 
this is this is from my personal like experience meeting people most of the time people who don't really tell you what their personal interests are are either like um just not very are either unsure of whether they should tell people about their personal interests one two they conform to the uh like nor no, normalities i don't know they they conform to um what the masses probably think of like when they talk to other people they don't really talk about their interests because they think it's obscure or they think it's like absurd or that makes them weird or something or they just conform to whatever is popular because they assume they feel like they have to like popular stuff to be popular and to be perfectly honest i find those people boring because hey i want to listen about that third cat you had in a secondary school who died of um choking on a piece of sausage you know i i want to learn about that or i want to learn about the time you had gangrene on your foot and you almost had to be amputated which which aren't interests but there's something about you that's interesting because people sometimes they just don't even give up any personal details or i would like to learn about that one time you met justin bieber at a concert in 2012 and he was fine and and you were fine and you were probably nine but you liked him and it was good you know i i want to learn about these things and i want to learn about like the weirdest stuff you you would like you you like like maybe like ah you like that one obscure horror film from a uh, thai thailand that's like really really scary but not a lot of people know because you know people just don't explore horror a lot you know it's stuff like that or i i i would like to listen to that book that changed your life because Hey, listen, having interests is amazing, and I want people to feel okay expressing their interests, because sometimes people are afraid to. I've been there, um, it's, I've always liked animation and art, and, um, I always liked science as well. Um, at one point in my childhood, I was told that I didn't have any friends from, uh by my teacher because i would spend all my time in the library um either drawing or reading books i was in third grade so i was about nine years old right and listen i i i think i was more of an introvert back then and i started it, it, it kind of snowballed into this big thing where in middle school and up to high well middle school really <coughs> I tried very hard to not be unpo- oh, to not be a nerd or a geek or something because people would pick on you or people wouldn't be friends with you very much because I know this is a very overused term but kids can be cruel. They really could. It's kind of scary how cool they can be. Um teachers, I commend you. Like teacher like young children teachers, I very much commend you because uh professors or whatever they can kind of just like you know hey don't fucking do that you idiot like and people would be would either go one way or another and they'd be angry or they'd listen to you so with children sometimes you just can't predict it's it's crazy it's terrifying children are terrifying listen i am a a human adult and every time i see a flock 
of middle schoolers or high schoolers, I still get kind of scared. Um, just because you... Oh, teenagers are awful. They make you feel awful about yourself. They make you feel awful about what you enjoy. They make you feel awful about your... Uh, I don't know. And, and this doesn't... And these are not just teenagers, right? But um, teenagers are like kind of the humans that you... they're not very afraid of social norms just yet they're kind of like pushing it they're trying they're trying and trying and over and trying over and over again to push the boundaries of being a human in society right that's why a lot of teenagers rebel that's why a lot of teenagers uh talk back that's why a lot of talk back uh that's another episode i don't okay but um that's why a lot of teenagers won't listen to you just because they think they're smarter than everybody else and it's it's fine I don't believe that adults are smarter than everybody else either, uh, because sometimes adults can be just as dumb. And let me tell you, at work, adults can be just as dumb. I don't understand why there are still cliques, there's still like, like people who don't have like who don't try to mingle with anybody else. It's just it's very strange to me. And or people who single out a person because they just don't like them. It's it's the weirdest, most immature type of um socializing that I've ever seen. Like I don't like that at all. And I understand that some like, like listen, I, I I'm also human. So def I I definitely have people who I like who I love and who I don't enjoy, right? And that's fine. As an as a human adult, you know when to say no and you know when to not interact with people you do not like. But actively being an asshole is a choice. I don't know why these people actively choose to be assholes. Stop it. Just just don't. Who the fuck is talking outside? Somebody's talking outside. I don't know who it is. But somebody's talking. I hope you guys don't hear it. Anyway. Yeah. Again, like, people... Like, some people think that um, being um, mean is... It, it means that they're, like... And sometimes it does mean that they're popular. This is the, this is the worst bit of it. Like, I don't understand... <sighs> My belief as a human is just that we should just be nice to everyone. And, um, you know, sometimes people deserve to be in life and sometimes they don't. So you gotta figure that out real quick. Or maybe you'll break your heart again and again and again. Um, and I'm not saying this in a romantic sense only because you can, you can have a heartbreak from any, um, anyone, anything, any situation. Like, I can tell you that one of the worst things that happened in my life was that I lost a best friend at one point. No, they didn't die. I, I meant, I mean, more just kind of like I lost contact with them for a very long time, in my opinion. It was like almost a year or something. And I never, never imagined to be so, imagine I could be so heartbroken by um, this relationship we had as friends you know I was so heartbroken I um even after six months of not talking to them I was still crying whenever I talk about them to my other friends because they meant a lot to me you know and uh this these relationships can um 
be built up from any other type of relationship, you know? It's 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 something and if you're talking about romantic relationships, I I don't I can't really give you much of an advice and I'll that's probably going to be a, 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 another episode just because, you know, I'm going to tell you guys about that just yeah. But listen. Um yeah, I just just be nice. Just be nice to other people. You why why do we decide to be assholes? There's no reason for us to be mean to each other and there's no reason for us to um not be like what does it cost you? What 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 does it cost you to be a good person, right? Like a, an arm and a leg and a heart and a, you know maybe a heart. But uh, <laughs> just you know, it, it doesn't cost you anything but time. And if that person doesn't reciprocate, your um, kindness, then it's okay. Um, be kind anyway. Um, but that does not mean you can't stand your ground, by the way. It's just, mm, wow, that's loud. I'm sorry, guys, but listen, can't do anything about it. And I'm not gonna stop this recording just because of that. So, yeah, what was I saying? Just, it, just, it just costs time. An effort, and if they don't reciprocate back, then just be kind anyway, because um, it's fine. But that also that doesn't mean you can't stand your ground. By the way, you can always learn to say no, and this is the thing that I'm still learning. Um, saying no is is hard, and um, dep- it depends on how you were raised, or it depends on how you uh, grew up. But um, Saying no is a learned trait, I'm pretty sure, because humans are very um, social-oriented or community-oriented, so that um, a lot of people would feel very bad for saying no, and it it makes them feel guilty, or it makes them feel uncomfortable. So, anyway, let me get back to Ikigai, right? Uh, I've gone on tangent for way too long. So... Ikigai, again, is just um, this uh, Japanese philosophy um, where you wake up every day and try to fulfill this part of your life. Like, try to fulfill yourself. And uh, you can do that by doing things that uh, pertain to your interests or um, what they say your life purpose, right? Because... When you do something um, that you think will benefit you and benefit people around you, or like you do something that makes you happy, it will ultimately make your life better. So, again, if you guys want to take the test, it's at ikigaitest.com, and it's I K I G A I T E S T dot com. Um, and that's that. And Anyway, last thing, because I always close it with something that I've been obsessed about. Ooh, Plants vs. Zombies 2. <laughs> I recently re-downloaded it and put it back on my phone, which is an iOS phone, and I've, I had it. I'm so happy that all of my data was still there so I can just continue from it. I think the last time I had it 
what prevented me from actually going through with it was about like finishing the levels was because levels were getting really hard and I just didn't know how to finish them so I've left I, I, I think the last time I put it I was in high school wow that was a long time ago I was in high school so <clears throat> or early high school like late middle school oh my god that was so long ago but I'm happy that they still have my um save data so that I can play the other levels and come back to them with fresh eyes and I did come back to them with fresh eyes and I am succeeding in finishing levels listen I am so proud of myself you guys should be too and download Bats vs Zombies too that kind of rhymed but I failed a bit in the end listen it's okay it's fine so um yeah, I enjoy doing that. I also enjoy doing um, puzzles. And oh, did I tell you guys I watched Pet Cemetery last Wednesday? I don't think so. So I watched Pet Cemetery last Wednesday alone, which I do a lot. I, I watch films alone, although I don't really watch horrors alone. At least not in theaters, because I am a gigantic scaredy cat. <laughs> I need at least some other person with me, just so I can pretend to laugh at it or like so i can look at them or i can squeeze their hand and this does like, whoever you are if even if you're just my friend you are not exempt from me squeezing your hand while we watch a horror movie i am scared all the time and i don't know why i voluntary voluntarily decided to be scared by this video that's what a movie is basically right Yes, videos cut together with music and sound. Boom. Anyway, it was terrifying. You guys should watch it. It's very good. It was terrifying. It was still very good. I, I had to contact a friend of mine afterwards and tell them how stupid I was. And they agreed that I was, well, I, don't know, I, I just told them how scared I was. And they told me how stupid I was. So, like, listen. Yeah. We all make mistakes. That was one of mine. But I did enjoy the film, so you guys should go and watch it. It was good. It was good. It was very good. Pet Cemetery, the the ad the film adaptation, the new film adaptation from Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery. It has a little bit of a difference from the book and from the old one. Uh, so watch out for that. And anyway, um, I'll see you guys all next week. Uh, catch me on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or um, iTunes podcast app, and I will set up a Twitter soon so that you guys can uh, talk to me on Twitter and maybe an Instagram page. So, see you guys next week uh, in, in these moments. I've been your host, Adin. <laughs>